You know, right before I get started, let me just tell you something. I am so thankful for this church. And I'm not talking about this church from a pastor's perspective. I'm just telling you from, from a human being, from a man, from a Christian, I am thankful for my church. This church makes me a better person. It really does. This church makes me a better husband. It makes me a better man. It makes me a better father. This church makes me a better Christian. I am so thankful for my church for life. I'm thankful for Kavanaugh, and I'm thankful for you. Give yourself a big hand. You are wonderful people. Go ahead. Don't be bashful about it. You're great people. Here's what I can count on. I can count on my church always doing the right thing, always standing up for the truth, and always being there when people are in need. So thank you so much for that. Last week I started a new sermon series entitled, Don't Be Afraid. Uh, And it's amazing how many times the Bible tells us that if we trust Jesus and we're following God, there is really nothing that we have to be afraid of. Today we're going to look at the number one fear among most people. And that number one fear is the fear of the future. Now, why would we be afraid of the future? Well, the main reason is we just don't know what it's going to bring, do we? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Even our best forecasts are nothing but educated guesses. It's amazing to me that mankind can transplant livers They can program computers. They can send men to the moon. But we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, do we? On top of that, tomorrow is uncontrollable. We try to control the future through our worry and with our fears, but that does not work, does it? Come on, people, wake up, does it? Absolutely not. So here are just three facts that I know about your future and my future. How do I know these facts? Well, it's what the Bible tells us. Here's three things we know. Number one, God knows everything that's going to happen to us. God knows what's going to happen in our future. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before His eyes. In other words, God can see it all. God can see tomorrow before tomorrow comes. God is not limited by time or space. God can be in the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. He knows everything that's going to happen to you because He's already been there. He's already been in the future. That means that God is never surprised about anything. You are never going to hear God say, Oh, really? I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Because he did see it coming. He knows everything. The second thing I know about your future is this. God has a plan for your future. God has a plan for your future. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Wow, what a great promise. This is telling us that God has done a lot of thinking about your future. God's thought more about your future than you have thought about your future. God's plan for your life is a perfect plan, custom designed and made just for you. A perfect plan for you. 
Now, the question is, can I miss God's plan for my life? Absolutely you can. You can miss it through apathy, through arrogance, through rebellion. You can say, God, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's your choice. You can either choose to cooperate with God's plan and have this great, wonderful life that He has custom made for you, or you can miss God's plan and miss the very reason that you were created. The third fact I know about your future is this. God is going to be with you every step of the way. <laughs> Hebrews 13.5 God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. None of us know what's going to happen in the future. None of us know what's going to happen next week or this next year. But you know what? Regardless of what happens to you, you're not going to have to go through it by yourself. God says, I'm going to be with you. I'll always be with you. I've always been with you. I'm going to keep on being with you. You're never going to have to do life alone. I'm going to be there with you. You know what that's called? God's faithfulness. The faithfulness of God. So our key verse today is Psalm 34, verse 4. It's not only the key verse for this sermon, but really for this entire series. Here's what the psalmist said. I sought the Lord, and He answered me or heard me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Wow, just think about this. Here's what the psalmist said. I sought the Lord. Not a therapy, not a technique, not another human counselor, but I sought the Lord. And what did the Lord do? He delivered me from all of my fears. Wow! He delivered me from every worry, every anxiety, all of my fears. Here's the deal. If you would like to get over your fears, the secret is to seek the Lord and to understand what God is really like. Because once you understand what God is really like, you have absolutely nothing to be afraid of. That's what the Bible confirms over and over and over again. When you know God and you fear God with this reverential fear so that you live for Him, you don't have anything else to fear. In each of these fears that we face as human beings, there is a corresponding characteristic of the nature of God that overrides the fears. For instance, today we're going to be looking at the fear of the future. The corresponding attribute of God to that is God's faithfulness. What does faithfulness mean? Well, it means that God cannot lie. God does exactly what He says He's going to do. God cannot be unfaithful because that goes against His character and nature. 2 Timothy 2.13 If we are faithless, which we are, He still remains faithful because God cannot deny or disown Himself. So if somebody ever asks you, is there anything God can't do? You say yes. He can't be unfaithful. It's His nature to be faithful. God keeps His promises. God does what He says He's going to do. So God cannot be unfaithful. 
that means that God is always going to keep His promises. Psalms 145.13 says, The Lord is faithful to all of His promises. Every one of them. God cannot, nor will He, ever break a promise. Now, what does that have to do with my fear of the future? Well, it has to do with this. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. They're all like blank checks from God to you just waiting to be filled out so that you can take advantage of. And time after time, God says, if you will just trust me, if you will just follow me, here's what I'm going to do in your life. There are over 7,000 of those in the Scripture. And this morning, we're going to look at all 7,000. No. Just kidding you. We're going to look at four of the promises of God. God says this, If you will believe these, if you will trust me, you have nothing to fear in your future. Because here are my promises. Are you ready? Here they are. Number one. I can depend on God to guide me when I'm confused. Hey, are you ever confused? You look confused right now. And that's not a good thing, all right? Love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Here's the issue. The issue is this. When you come to decision-making in your future, who's going to be the source of your advice? What's going to be the source of your authority? When you don't know what to do and you're confused tomorrow, who are you going to look to to give you the advice that you need? Well, here are your options. You could ask a friend what to do, but of course your friend could be just as wrong as you are. You could read a popular magazine and see what everybody in Hollywood is doing. Like that's going to help. Huh? You could call the psychic hotline, read your horoscope. You could go open a fortune cookie and see what that says. God says all of these options are just a bunch of baloney. Huh? There is only one 100% totally reliable source about your future, and that's God. Because you see, God's already been there, hasn't He? Huh? And He says, trust in Me. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge Me and I will direct your paths. I will show you where to go, and I will show you what to do. So how do you do that? How do you get guidance from God when you're confused? It's real simple, all right? We pray and we read our Bibles. That's how we get it. We talk to God, and we let God talk to us. We develop and open this line of communication with Him. God says you don't need to fear the future because I'm going to be with you. And if you trust in me, I am going to guide you every step of the way. Now, isn't that awesome? Church, listen to me. Isn't that great? I, because here, 
I'm going to be confused tomorrow. I will be confused this afternoon. I guarantee you. But God's never confused. God knows what's best for me. He knows the, the plan and the path He's already prepared for me. So all I have to do is get plugged into Him, connect with Him, listen to Him, and He's going to show me exactly what to do. So I don't have to be afraid. Number two, I can depend on God to deliver me when I'm tempted. There are a lot of things that are going to change in your future. Do you know that? No, your looks for number one. They, you know, I'm amazed when I look in the mirror. Who is this guy? What have you done with Will? You know, but things are always changing. But there's one thing that is never going to change, and that is temptation. That doesn't change. It doesn't go away. And the crazy thing about it is this: we're tempted by the same old temptations, time after time. You're going to have these because Satan knows your hot buttons. And Satan knows your areas of weakness. And he's going to keep pushing those same buttons for the rest of your life. Now I know I'm supposed to be encouraging on Sunday mornings, aren't I? Yeah, I'm supposed to make y'all happy and feel good. This is not good news, but it's the truth. Just because we get old doesn't mean that the temptations stop. Just because we mature in our faith doesn't mean that the temptations are going to go away. No. They keep going and being added to. That doesn't mean you have to give in to them. It just means that you never get through that struggle. The problem with that is this. Some of you are afraid of the future. Because you're afraid of failure in your life. You know how it feels. You have gotten victory over some bad habit or over some questionable lifestyle or over a problem or even over an addiction. And you're living on the victory side now. And it's great. You remember how your life used to be messed up and problematic and all of the issues that occurred because of that sin or that addiction or that problem. But now you're living on the other side of it. And woo! Boy, it's great. Can anybody witness an amen to that? But you're thinking, man, what if I stumble again? You know, what's going to happen if, if I fall flat on my face? What, what if I go back to that habit? And Satan keeps working on you. In fact, Satan has you intimidated and he gets you worried about the future because you're looking in your past. God says, hey, stop looking at that and stop listening to the devil. You look to me. And you listen to me. Because here's the deal. I'm going to help you when you're tempted. I love 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We look at it all the time here in this church because you know why? You need it all the time. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. We all face the same kinds of temptation. There's nothing new. You don't face anything that somebody else hasn't already faced. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation 
will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So listen, church, you don't have to walk with a fear of failure if you're walking with the Lord in your life and holding the hand of Jesus. God knows exactly the struggle you're going through. And God is pulling for you. God is rooting for you. And not only that, God is preparing the way of escape so that you don't have to fall into this temptation and sin. So don't let Satan intimidate you. Here's what happens, okay? We get saved and we start growing in our Christian life and one day all of a sudden when we think we're kind of doing something that's great spiritually and we've reached this plateau or this level of spiritual maturity, all of a sudden this temptation comes into our mind and we worry, where did that come from? Well, it came from the devil. That's where it came from. And all of a sudden we're intimidated thinking that, you know what, we've outgrown that problem, but no, we haven't. Because you're never going to outgrow temptation. In fact, the opposite occurs. The closer you get to the Lord and the more mature you become spiritually, the more the devil's going to throw at you. If, you're a, if you say you're a believer and you're living in sin, well, why would the devil even ha- go to the trouble of tempting you? You're already there. You're already sinning. But the closer you get to Jesus and the more mature you become in your faith, the more severe these temptations become. And Satan keeps throwing those, the Bible calls them fiery darts. That's a double-edged sword right there. Darts hurt when they penetrate your flesh and if they're on fire, it's a double hurt, isn't it? He's throwing these fiery darts at you, trying to tempt you into sinning. But you know what? That doesn't mean you're sinning. It is not a sin to be tempted. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in every point like we are tempted, yet He did not sin. So it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to give in to temptation. When the devil comes along and says to you, well, what about this? You might do that again. You might fall there again. You might go back into that old bad habit or addiction again. You say, devil, take a hike. Leave me alone. Because my God is faithful. He's promised He's not going to pour on me anything that I can't bear up under His power and His strength. And He has provided this way of temptation. So you just trust God. Because listen, God is faithful. He's faithful to you. So you don't have to fear about that in your future. Number three, I can depend on God to support me when I'm overwhelmed. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Oh, goodness. Do you ever feel overwhelmed with the constant change that we have in our world? Huh? Hmm. Do you realize how quickly things are changing? I am amazed. I, I really am. I'm amazed at new technology. It seems like only yesterday when I got my, my last phone, uh, but I'm having problems with my phone now because it, 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 uh, it won't stay charged. I'm constantly having to keep it charged up and keeping it plugged in. Anybody have that problem? Boy, it's aggravating. 
And, and you know, I, I went to the phone store and asked them, uh, can I upgrade this phone? They said, oh no, it hadn't been enough time yet. I had another four months before I upgrade. Can you sense my frustration? Here's the deal about that phone, though. It's like an iPhone 4 something. Well, they've already come out with the 5. So I'm thinking that'd be cool to have one of those 5s. But you know what? By the time my thing upgrades, it's going to be so close to the time they released the iPhone 6. I might as well wait. Oh, I'm more frustrated now after I told you that. But isn't it amazing? I mean, things are changing so quickly. Things that we take for granted today, we didn't even have 10 years ago. Angie reminded me the other day of 8-track tapes. Anybody out there remember 8-track tapes? <laughs> Baby, they were cool. Angie, in fact, Angie pulled up on on the on her computer, which is on her phone, you know, a picture of of her eight track tape player when she was like in the eighth grade. It was it was like a dynamite box. Did anybody have one of those? And you push the little plunger, and it changed the track. Her mama probably paid ten dollars for that, and today you can get them on eBay for a hundred. You know, if you can find them. So, But things are just changing so quick, even in our own personal life. I mean, we don't know the problems we're going to face in the next hour, much less the problems we're going to face next week or next year or this next decade. Boy, I'm overwhelmed thinking about it. Because of the size of our church family, and, and you know that this church is bigger than just this service. We had a service at 9 o'clock. Because of the size of our church family with the law of averages, some of us this time next year will already be diagnosed with cancer. Some of us will lose a loved one. Some of us will have a major accident in our family. Some of us will lose our job. I pray it's not me. <laughs> but someone will. Some of us are going to have kids that go the wrong way. Now what do we do? Panic? Lock the door and just stay inside for the rest of our life living in fear? No, you can't do that. You trust the faithfulness of God and He's the one who says, when you are overwhelmed with all of these problems, I'm going to be there with you. Isaiah 42 is a beautiful passage of Scripture. Listen to verse 2. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up, for I am the Lord your God. He's saying He's faithful. And He will never allow more on you than He puts in you to bear up. God is faithful. I've never counted all of them. I need to do this. But I've been told and I've read numerous times that there are exactly 
365 fear nots in the Bible. That's one for every single day. And it's kind of like God is saying to us, guys, get the message. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to live in constant fear. I am going to help you. I am going to strengthen you. I am going to support you. When you are overwhelmed with the problems in life, hang in there because I'm with you. Nothing to fear. Guys, we don't have anything to fear in our future. The fourth thing is, is, is a positive note. I can depend on God to reward me in the future when, when I'm faithful to Him. When I do what He wants me to do, when I live the life He has called me to live, when I do the right thing, it's not overlooked in heaven. God is taking note of it. Many times I think we're tempted to doubt. Why, you know, why should we be good? Why, why should we try to do the right thing? Because nobody really cares. Most of the world isn't trying to be good, are they? Why, why even have moral standards? Why try to do the right thing? Why try to live for God? Why try to have ethics in my business when everybody else is cutthroat, dog-eat-dog, every man for himself? I mean, if I try to be ethical and moral at work or at school, people are going to laugh at me and make fun of me. I mean, who do you think you are? Some goody-two-shoes? Why even do it? Why make the effort to be nice to people and to do the right thing? Moms, have you ever been tempted to say or think, I do so much for my husband and my kids and they don't even notice it? Come on, ladies. Mother's Day's coming. Come on, let me hear. You know, even if they don't notice, and even if the world doesn't care, God does. The faithfulness of God says, you know what, I see what you're doing, and I'm going to remember what you've done, and I am going to reward your act of goodness. Anytime you do the right thing, even when you don't feel like doing it, but you go ahead and do it anyway, God is going to reward you. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unfair. He will not forget all that you have done, nor the loving labor which you have shown for His sake. The Bible says, even a cup of cold water given in the name of Jesus will be rewarded. Anytime you do anything that thinks of somebody else instead of yourself, God says, you know what? I see that. I remember that. And I will reward that because God is faithful. I love the old quote, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So what are you going to do with your future? Really, think about this. No matter how many days you've got left, what are you going to do with your future? I would suggest to you this morning that you need to stop focusing on being scared and start focusing on being a servant for the Lord because that's what's going to be rewarded. 
God says in relationship to my future, I can depend on Him. And church, listen, you can depend on God to guide you when you're confused, to assist you when you're tempted, to support you when you're overwhelmed, and to reward you when you're faithful to Him. In light of all that, what in the world are you afraid of? Huh? What in the world is there to be afraid of in your future when you're on, God, on God's side? Really, guys, it, it comes down to this. Am I really trusting God? Are you? Are you really trusting God? If you believe God will do what He says He'll do, if you trust in His faithfulness, there is absolutely nothing in your future that you have to be afraid of. It boils down to this. My fears in myself or my faith in Almighty God. Who am I going to trust? Who am I going to trust? The psalmist was right when he said, I sought the Lord and He heard me and He delivered me from all of my fears. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid. I didn't put it in my notes and it's not on the screen. You know, really, when, when we think about it, the, the biggest fear we have of the future is what's going to happen to us at the end. Isn't it? Because we're all going to face death. Over the last week, I've been to two funerals. Every time I do a funeral or go to a funeral, I, I am reacquainted with the prevalent thought, sooner or later, Will, that's going to be you. Death is the reality of life. And people may not admit it, but there are a lot of people who can't go to sleep at night because that's what they're afraid of. What's going to happen? Look at me. Everybody look at me. You don't have to be afraid. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to get to heaven, I'm the door. If you want to see God, you go through me. And there are a zillion ways to Jesus. There is only one way to heaven, and that is Jesus. Well, you know what? Today we can take that fear out of your life. That fear of the future can be gone today. Jesus. Heavenly Father, I do pray for my friends. I pray, dear Lord, right now that you would just 